Welcome to the On the Road podcast with Tony and Marty. I am Marty. I'm Tony. We are going to be talking about how our depots, our depots, our shippers, and our receivers run their docks and the hours that um, we have to sit waiting for whatever excuses, whether it be shift change or behind in production or whatever it might be. One of the things that we're dealing with right now is short staff. You know, a lot of these companies are short staff. Well, you say that. I'm I'm not sure how short staff some of these companies are. I mean, one of the things that's prompted this, though, um, that I really wanted to talk about this, and I was in um, group on Facebook um, looking at some of the posts, and one guy, um, he works for a firm. I'm not going to name the company. Um, although maybe I shouldn't even shame them because they've absolutely, it sounds absolutely shambolic to me. But he works for a haulage company and they were um, advertising for new drivers. And what was in interesting were the rates of pay. Um, now, I don't get paid off my tachograph. I do keep a tachograph. But um, regardless of what that tachograph says I'm doing, I get paid. You know, So I get paid from when I clock on in the morning to when I clock out in an evening. And I don't actually clock out. I just fill in. I fill in a timesheet on a piece of paper, hand it to the to the office on a Friday. It usually gets sorted by the time it's payday next week. Things are sorted. But this guy, um, he was showing us the advert for his company. Now, the rate of pay was one set amount. When he, but while the tachograph was on driving. While the tachograph was on other work, so while you were maybe loading the wagon, unloading, strapping the load, whatever, you were paid a slightly lower rate. And while your tachograph was on brake, you weren't paid at all. Now, most drivers in this group said that was absolutely ridiculous. They wouldn't work for that company. And I'm inclined to agree. I mean, it doesn't matter what that tachograph says I'm doing. I mean, I might well have the tachograph on brake because I'm stacked being made to wait at a warehouse to be tipped or to load or something like that. Um, but I'm still sat in my boss's wagon. I still came for my time. Yeah, not um, to mention not to mention that would be a nightmare for accounting and payroll. Well, exactly. But, well, I don't know unless they've got a computer program that, that works it all out for them. But, um, I mean, I, the fact is, I mean, so I've I've been to some places. I mean, I, I can work 60, 70 hours a week sometimes. It, last week is a perfect example. I had a very quiet day where a factory or one of the regular customers turned around and said to me, look, we're not quite ready yet. Come wait. We'll get to you when we can. And and I was there most of the day with my tachograph on break. Uh, I probably did about two hours driving. Now, if I were working for this guy's company, you could put in a six-hour week and only get paid for 40. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. And, and and to be honest, the general consensus is most drivers wouldn't do that. But the problem is, that as long as they find one or to do that, you know, how long before other companies start thinking, well, it's all right to do that? You know, it's um, I don't I don't think it's good. Is there a union in America for truck drivers? Maybe certain companies have their own unions, but I don't think that there's an actual union for commercial drivers. I don't think most lorry drivers are in a union in Britain. No, most I think like, you know, like I said, we're a contractor for the mail, for U.S. mail. And now their drivers are part of the union, but their drivers are part of the postal union, not an actual commercial driver's union. I, I don't see it. 
I would think mm -hmm. that I would have heard it by now, but yeah, no. So yeah, so elaborating on what I was sort of, sort of getting at, um, I mean, I thought that was a pretty crappy situation for a driver to be in when he's, you know, because he's got no control over the way he's treated at some of these depots, right. um, and that's that's what's kind of prompted this discussion. So I myself have been messed around, made to wait. I mean, I'm sure anybody that's ever been to an Amazon depot, I mean, I oh, don't know yeah, what they're yeah. like. The Amazon depots over here are huge. They're like a huge block of a building. Like a complex uh, almost. Yeah. But I've, I mean, I've, I've rocked up at an Amazon depot um, at my all allotted time, you know, so they, they wanted me there at one in the afternoon. I've got there at five to one, you know, and then they've said, oh, we're very sorry. Your time has been put back. We now don't want you till half past two. Mm -hmm. And the whole place looks deserted. So I've said, well, can I come in and pack up? No, no, you'll have to turn around, go away, and come back at half past two. They've been saying this to so many drivers that ever since the place was built, they've been upsetting the local townsfolk, the local residents. So cordoned off so you couldn't get a truck in it, you know, blocks of stone over the laybys and things like this, um, put there by the local council to deter lorry drivers from parking up and waiting in areas where people live. And I can understand that. I can understand why people don't want trucks pulling up all the time. But at the same time, everything you own came on a truck at some point. Everything Absolutely. I own came on a truck at some point. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a little bit more sympathy for the poor drivers. But why are Amazon treating us that way? And then when you do get there, you get into the Amazon Bay, you'll still have to hang on because there are no free bays. And they'll have like 40 bays down one side of the building. Yeah, okay. yeah. 120 bays in total, 40 down that side. And of those 40, they've, they're operating three. Mm -hmm. You know? No, I, I, why, why, why build these places like that if you aren't going to make use of them? You know, I mean, so, and then, and then, so, well, can I not just come in and pack one of the empty bays then? Oh, no. You know, it's like, it's, like, it's almost like they want to make things as difficult. You couldn't possibly park there. That would be a security risk. Well, yeah. it wouldn't. I, 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 the, the things I've got on my truck belong to you. I just want you to take them off. Over here, uh, now, I've never had a job that paid me by the mile or by the percentage or any of that. Um, my brother, my brother does work for a local company, and they do pay by the mile. And I think... It's after an hour he will start getting paid like a certain rate, like twenty dollars an hour or something like that. But like the first hour, he's he's eating that. If he gets stuck in a traffic jam, he's eating that time. Uh, yeah, it just, yeah, You know, it, he's a big fan of Google Maps. You know, Google. You right. know. But the thing about Google Maps is it'll tell you where the traffic jam is, but it's not going to tell the driver where the bridge is. Yeah, well, I've I've got an issue with Google Maps. I think it always assumes I'm walking. <laughs> you know, it, it'll it'll say, "Oh, look, go down this footpath," and I'm like, "I can't take the truck down there." You know, um, and I, I don't know how to change it really. But um, I mean, my favorite, have the sat my favorite is make a U-turn. Um, yeah, make a U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but yeah, no, um, I mean. It just seems to be a thing. It seems okay in Britain for these warehouses to just keep a driver waiting indefinitely. I've been waiting four or five hours at, at these depots. I mean, it just seems to be 
part of life as a truck driver you learn to be patient and the one consolation is while you're sat there waiting you're getting paid you know that's yeah, the that's the only only redeeming feature of it really because we'd all much rather be on the road wouldn't we yeah um, especially i mean we have what they call detention pay so if i think my company allows two hours at each location anything over two hours my company starts charging them i think it's probably like 50 bucks an hour or something so they'll get yeah. detention pay so the company is making money and i'm making money by sitting there but yeah. you know if it's a friday afternoon you just want to get home and get your weekend started that's yeah. when it gets a little frustrating but i mean it is what it is as long as the company's getting paid and i'm getting paid because yeah. you know yeah. i love the company that i work for and you know if the company's not getting paid and but they're still paying me well how long is that company going to be able to do that you know so i'm glad there I mean, is detention pay we we don't have um, a formal agreement as such. Um, my boss, I mean, we're quite a small company on the scale of things, but my boss kind of just accepts that he kind of trusts us. Um, if we are waiting, we're waiting for a reason, mm -hmm. and um, we just we just you know we're, we're kind of left to autonomously manage ourselves, really. Yeah, that's um, true. That's he also if there's going to be a massive delay, he trusts that we're going to pick the phone up and let him know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and that's that's kind of how it works with us but my job in particular can be very quiet or it can be very very busy mm -hmm. because i'm at the mercy of um a factory that we do a lot of work for but on the flip side of that that factory have kind of done a deal with my employer so they pay to have two drivers like on a retainer mm -hmm. so we're there to be at their beck and call so you don't mind it and and the communication's not so bad so that's not one of the worst situations that's kind of a job where if you're a patient man it's not a bad job you know you will have periods of frantic activity interspaced by periods of not very much happening yeah exactly exactly i think the um the longest i've ever had to wait um i went down they sent me down to chicago uh for our american listeners um mccormick center mccormick place down in downtown chicago they do a lot of like expeditions and and things like that uh anyway so i had a delivery one day and uh so it's one of these places where you know you get down there and you gotta get in line to get in line you know yeah. so i get in line i get in line i finally get up to where i can check in i check in um and they i don't even know if we really had cell phones back then yet but um they said we'll call you on the cb so i said okay so they put me in a bigger big parking lot and i'm sitting there waiting tony i waited for eight hours i mean i had a little black and white tv you couldn't even you know like i said no cell phones yet really uh i had a little black and white tv i watched some television i think i took two naps you know yeah. and eight hours yeah later, i sometimes have an old man nap if i can get yeah. away with it eight hours eight hours later they call me and they say uh yeah so we're not going to be able to get to you today so i wow. sat i sat in that parking lot it wasn't even a sunny day i think it was raining most of the day i sat in that parking lot for eight hours but at the same time i got paid for it you know um, yeah. yes we love but we're also doing it because it puts food on our table right and i didn't even like the company that i worked for so i was happy to sit there yeah. for eight hours you know uh, and uh, yeah. charge them for it you know but yeah. um 
It's, so, I mean, I, I don't mind waiting. I don't, I don't, it doesn't don't trouble me. I'm quite a patient man. Um, I will wait and wait. I've been waiting to work on, wait on docks. I mean, I remember going to um, Liverpool and Felix Stowe docks, um, which are big shipping ports in the United Kingdom for our American um, listeners. And with my dad back in the early 80s in an old DRF, and we were sometimes sat waiting four or five hours before they take that container, that shipping container off the trailer and stick it onto a stack of other shipping containers or onto a ship or something like that with these big overhead cranes that were made by Kawasaki. You know, waiting was always part of a truck driver's job, wasn't it? It, it, it's, it always has been. But why do you think it's seems okay to treat drivers so badly? I mean, waiting's one thing, but sometimes it's um, be rude waiting about it. without being allowed to use facilities, speaking right. to us like we're idiots. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had it. I mean, I'm going to say that truck drivers in Britain, okay, we're not on like, we're not rocket scientists, we're not brain surgeons, we're not on six-figure salaries, but we don't make bad money. But you know what? We also have enough knowledge to not kill ourselves or kill people every single it's, day. It's not a job for the stupid, is it? No, it sure is you not. Know, and, is you can, and, and a lot of people could not do our job. Um, and you can always tell, you can always tell when you see someone uh, who managed to be stupid and get their CDL, because you can always see who's the stupid one. <laughs> well, I've always been a feeling, out of this feeling, um, if you don't know who the stupid one is, it's probably you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's it. If you don't know who the company idiot is, you're probably it. Um, right. but, but, yeah, um, I've had it where I've had guys, I mean, sometimes pretty young guys talking to me like I'm a bloody idiot. Oh, and yeah. it doesn't bother me. But when you actually look at it thinking, why are they speaking to me like that? Do they know I'm probably earning three times their salary? You right. know, it's exactly it's you know, I mean, you know, a class one trucker in Britain is quite a pretty well qualified um guy. I mean, it's not a cheap thing to do. A lot of guys can't afford to put themselves through the class one. So why does someone who stacks things on shelves thinks he can talk to us like we're stupid? That that kind of grips my, um, like makes my turds curdle a little bit. But again, I, I bite my tongue. When the COVID pandemic came on, COVID, you know, the truckers were the nation's heroes. Yeah. And we were the ones along, keeping the world going. Um, I mean, along I, I with nurses and doctors. And now we're back to being the scum of the earth again. They won't even let us use the toilets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's madness at some places. No, then you got to kind of wonder, it's like, what about the way I look says I'm going to blow your bathroom up, you know, yeah. or no, is it just people in general? You know, I think to be honest, again, we say this, um, but then we go into some restrooms and stuff that are there for the truckers and you see the state of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it's all the truckers that have done that. You know, um, I've never recreated Martin Sheen's scene in Apocalypse Now where he smears a whole room with his own turd. Um, um, but clearly, some of our colleagues do that kind of thing, don't they? Oh, oh, I do know. I do know. I mean, I've, I've been into some places and they've been a right mess. Um, it seems to be a, a spate of leaving your droppings in the in the shower cubicles at some of these places and i don't know who's doing that i'm not i'm not going to point fingers at any region or nationality or anything like that 
but I'm pretty sure it's not Yorkshire lads doing that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take a guess. It's probably not. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I personally know. never have. Yeah, you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, just kind of got to roll with it. You know, you, you don't want to be enemies with the people who control your in and out times on the docks. Well, well, but you also it. have I mean, to have you know, a common respect for one another. Yeah, you, know, you have to have a common respect. Yeah, that that does help, doesn't it? I mean, I, I'm I'm quite an affable bloke. I try to get on with everybody. I, it's not always easy, though, is it? There's like um, a security office, and I actually realized that I'm the only driver that has bothered to find out the security guard's names. That's and I think that's, that's shameful. So, so, I mean, I rock up there, and these three guys, I mean, one of them's from Ghana, one of them's from Pakistan, and one of them's a local Leeds lad. Um, and they were telling me I'm the only driver that calls them by name. You know, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, as a driver, I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but you often get called driver. Now, yeah. you and I both have our names on the front of a truck now, don't we? We sure do, yeah. And a lot of British guys, but you still get driver. And I don't mind people calling me driver. Like, oh, please wait there. It's polite. It's courteous. Yeah. I don't have a problem with being called driver. I know some drivers really don't like it. I use the term um, it, all the time. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Less formal. Now, and I'm seeing this a little bit more recently where you get, and it may be a British thing, um, and you get called drive. Oh, no, I don't have that. You don't no, have I, that. Mean, I mean, again, it doesn't bother me that much. I just find it a bit strange because, you know, it just, but if you want to call me drive, yeah, all right. It, don't, it, it seems less polite, but whatever. It doesn't. My name's there in front of the truck. Most guys, when you work at like security places, they might have a tag or something like that. And, and if they don't, I'd been going to these places for um, a few times. It was maybe my fourth or fifth visit, and I said, "Sorry, lads, what's your name?" You know, you know, that's the that goes a yeah, long and, way. And, and then I remember it, and I think the I think the guys like it, but I think it's cool that no other drivers ask them. Yeah, that, know, goes really, long, um, that goes a long but, way. But yeah, it does. And, and of course, now I get a wave, and they remember me, and I mean, I, I don't get preferential treatment, but uh, I, I think I think at that particular site, I get messed around less than other drivers. Probably, it's Probably all about because, building that rapport. Yeah, that's right. You built that. You, we, we've got to work with these people, so let's have a look at the relationship. But then you get in, and the warehouse staff—they just—I don't know. I mean, I, I, you could almost assume they hate the job. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, and then they, they got to spread their hate to you. There's not a smile. I mean, I've always enjoyed my jobs. Um, you spend most of your life at work. It, it must be it must be horrible to be in a job you hate. Oh yeah, yeah. I had this one place that I pick up relatively on a regular basis. Uh, I walk in, and I always, you know, I'm the kind of guy I always walk in. Good morning. How are you? You know, happy Friday, something like that. You know, and yeah, I walk into this place. I walk into this place, and I was like, good morning. She goes, pickup number. I said, yeah, uh, yep, right here. She goes, okay, um, door 24 to 28. Okay, here's your seal. Here's your paperwork. I said, all right, thank you. Have a good day. She goes, mm-hmm. Ooh. I'm like, oh, she my God. I, you know, the yeah. world, I, I'm thinking, because I've been in there every time I go in there. You know, I get the same the same personality. And so yeah. either that's just yeah. how she is, but it's like, you know, we all have a job to do, you know, yeah. and we all have that, 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 
that option to either be a jerk or or even if you're having a bad day acknowledge the people that are are trying to make it you know yeah livable knowing you you and i were a lot of like i don't go in there if i go in there one day that my first day there and the guy's a jerk or the woman's a jerk or whatever i don't base that i don't base that on how they are every day so i'll give them you know i'll give them two or three shots you know and if they have the same reaction every day that i go in there usually after the second or third time i'm like okay yeah you're done you know because um, everybody yeah. has a bad day and everybody deals with it differently yeah. you know i mean so we have I, we have one as well that's a little bit this thing and um i was probably a little bit abrupt with him to be honest but one guy uh, so there's this place to go the bays are marked on the floor um but there was one where they decided the bay wasn't in the right place so they overpainted it mm-hmm. uh, got like a sort of double bay one overlaps the other and it was the first time i'd been to this site i um act on what would have been the old bay but you couldn't you couldn't tell the what you know it, it, it wasn't faded paint it was just like an overlapping mark so i yeah. parked between two yellow marks it turned out they were the wrong yellow marks mm-hmm. um maybe they should have removed the old one before painting the new one I'm, I, but like i say i was well and this bloke says have you even passed your driving test and i'm sorry you know well you've missed the bay I'm looking. I'm between the yellow lines. Oh, we don't use those yellow lines. You'll have to move it. And I just held out my keys. I says, "Free to move it wherever you want." Well, I can't drive that. Oh, well, shut up then. You know, that was that was my um, my solution. Afterwards, realizing that sometimes you you come across a driver who might bite, they're a little bit more wary, and sometimes they, you know, he he's been ever so polite ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes maybe you've just got to have that lock of horns and make them realize you're not a pushover. Right, right. I had the kind of the same situation one time. Um, as similar as the docks are, there's a lot of differences. You know, um, yeah. buildings are. You know, buildings are just. You might have like an angled dock or something like that. But I, I backed in. I've been driving for over 23 years, and you know, so I, I know how to back into a dock. And so I get back there, and, and it looks straight. Looks like I'm right, you know. And instead of the guy coming out and saying, "Hey, driver, you know, um, this is kind of a tough dock, but I need you to move over a little bit," I had this guy come walking out, shaking his head like he's like he's a wet dog, and he goes, "Nope, nope, nope. You got it." You know, I'm like, "You don't need to treat me like that." You know, yeah. you don't need to treat like Talking to you like an idiot. The other one that winds me up, um, similar thing. You've not been somewhere before. They they basically expect you to be psychic. You know, they expect you to do all this without being given any instruction. You know. Um, well, yeah. There's one place that I go to, where you pull up. If you're any earlier than 15 minutes, they won't let you through. They take your driver's license, make a copy of that. They take a picture of your trailer. They take a picture of your tractor. Um, they, I mean, it, 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 I'm just waiting for them to ask me for a blood sample, you know, and we get through, I get inside and then they want a copy of my driver's license and they want to know a trailer number. And so I get this twice 
just to get unloaded. And then when mm. I leave, they take a picture of my trailer. They take a picture of my tractor. I mean, you would think I'd be working for Fort Knox or something, you know? And yeah. the funny thing is I, I have a running joke. So they actually remember who I am. The security staff remembers who I am because when I'm actually delivering packaging for Glade products, and so oh, I yeah, a, and your name's Glade. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I make a joke to the security guy. I was like, my last name is Glade, and they still give me shit when I come in here. <laughs> you know? Tony, what do you say we wrap this episode up? I think we should. And let's also remind everyone that we have some new changes coming up, don't we? We do. We do. We're going to be going um, weekly. Yep, we're going to be doing weekly. Uh, they're going to be shorter episodes, but you'll get Tony and Marty every week now. That's a bonus, isn't it? And the more you listen, maybe we'll split those up into two episodes a week. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I, 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 I mean, we we both work for a living. Will we have time? Okay. And that was Mart. And that was Marty making Tony panic. <laughs> yeah. So you can email us if you want to talk about anything we've discussed on On the Road Podcast nineteen at gmail dot com. We check our email almost weekly. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. So yeah, please do right. email in. So yeah. we will see you next week. Yep. See you next time. Oh, well, we don't see you because this is radio, not television. That's something that we never get into. Oh. We're not so smart, are we really? Uh, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye now. Bye. Thank uh-huh.